Section 25 of My Life in Christ by St. John of Kronstadt Translated by E. E. Kulioff This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. There is only one God of my heart, my Lord and my God, and He is everything to me, as He is also everything to the whole world, visible and invisible, which was created by Him from nothing. Therefore I ought not to cling to anything but to my God. I ought to part from everything that I have without regret, as from the dust which we trample under feet, and ought only to have in my heart love for God and my brethren who are received in Christ into union with the divine nature. Ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now are we the sons of God. Whilst malice is the child of the devil, may it never, neither pride nor self-exaltation and envy, touch our heart, even for a single moment. It is a remarkable phenomenon in nature that if you put a plant into a large wide pot or tub, it grows very much at the roots. They thicken, they give out many ramifications, but the tree itself does not much grow in height, and only yields a few and small leaves and flowers. But if it is planted in a small pot, then the roots are small, but the plant itself grows rapidly in height, and yields beautiful leaves and flowers, if it is the nature of the plant to produce flowers. Is it not the same with man? When he lives in full liberty, in abundance and prosperity, then he grows in body and does not grow in spirit, does not bring forth fruits, good works whilst when he lives in straightness, in poverty, sickness, misfortune, and afflictions, in a word, when his animal nature is crushed, then he grows spiritually, bears flowers of virtue, ripens, and brings forth rich fruits. This is why the path of those who love God is a narrow one. We all, without distinction of our different stations in life, rich and poor, high and low, educated and uneducated, are one body, and must love one another, as we love ourselves. We, being many, are one body. Love one another, commanded the Lord. We must crucify, despise our self-loving, proud, scornful, evil, darkened, deadened, rebellious, passionate heart which violently opposes our acting in accordance with these words in our everyday life. In our worldly relations with our neighbor, we must also renounce our self-will and follow the will of God in everything. Our heart, full of passions, loves enjoyment and tranquility, cannot endure bitterness and afflictions, and does not like anyone to disturb us in any way for instance, by a request to do something for him. But the Lord commanded us to renounce the sinful rest of the flesh, and to be the servants of all, and himself showed us an example, for he knew no rest upon earth during his service for our salvation. The apostles were also an example of this, especially the apostle Paul. 
Our heart often sleeps during prayer. The outer man prays, but not the inner one. We often only flatter with our tongue during prayer. Having put on Christ by faith and by the communion of the Holy Sacrament, I become firm and steadfast as a rock. Christ is the fullness of all blessings to me, and, above all, most sweet life, and the peace which passeth all understanding. When the flesh flourishes, the soul fades. When the flesh has full liberty, the soul is straitened. When the flesh is satiated, the soul hungers. When the flesh is adorned, the soul is deformed. When the flesh overflows with laughter, the soul is surrounded by misfortune. When the flesh is in the light, the soul is in darkness, in the darkness of hell. Modern false education estranges from the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, and does not approach it. But without Christ all education is vanity. Our old man, with the old works of the devil, is constantly present with us, and acts mortally within us. This is why we occupy ourselves in the pulpit with this old man and his works, in order that all who hear us may learn to know themselves and the enticement of the passions, and, with the help of God's grace, may slay the old man within them. While we do not occupy ourselves with the news of this world, as it does not concern us, thus we teach all to know God, to love Him with the whole heart, and to love their neighbor as themselves. And as self-love is incompatible with love for God and our neighbor, we teach men, in accordance with the precepts of the Saviour, to renounce themselves, and to crucify the flesh with its passions and lust. This is an old discourse, but yet it may be a new one, according to how it is turned, whether the preacher directs it against the human passions and lusts of the present day, or speaks in general, without special indication, of the necessity of crucifying the old man. Blasphemy against holiness, or thoughts of carnal impurity, proceed from the devil. When this stink from the abyss of hell disturbs and suffocates you, only be convinced, only believe sincerely, that it is the work of the devil, and this abomination will leave you. May the Lord enlighten and strengthen us. The history of the choosing and the rejection of the Hebrews shows the truth that God shall exalt and honor those who are faithful to Him, and shall abase and reject the ungrateful. It also shows the truth that He is faithful in His promises and threats. He who has adorned the heavens with stars, could he not still more beautifully adorn his mental heaven, the most pure virgin, his mother? He who has adorned the earth with various and many-colored flowers, and poured fragrance upon it, could he not adorn his earthly mother with all the various flowers of virtues, making her fragrant with all spiritual perfumes? Truly he could, and Our Lady has become heaven and the temple of the Godhead, adorned with all beauties, 
and more fragrant than all earthly perfumes. Oh, if God in His mercy, through the prayers of His most pure mother, would adorn me, disfigured by sin, if He would make me, the unclean, fragrant, for with God nothing shall be impossible, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Adam became so proud that he wished to become God, and died for his pride. The Son of God humbled himself unto death, and gave life to the fallen. O abyss of humility! Adam and Eve lost themselves through gluttony. The Lord fasted and died for them, in order to give them life. They were disobedient. Christ fulfilled obedience. Having seen the wonderful birth of Christ, let us shun this vain world and set our minds upon godly things. God came down from heaven in order to raise us up to heaven, whilst the devil and the flesh drag us down to earth. Christ calls and draws us to the life eternal, whilst the devil allures us by the temporal life and attaches us to temporal things, concealing the eternal in darkness or making men disbelieve in eternal life. Observe his snares and do not be allured by the earthly life. Man, in his present state, is wholly permeated with pride, wickedness, unbelief, doubt, incredulity, disobedience, heedlessness, malice, fornication, envy, covetousness, avarice, slothfulness, sometimes cowardice, despondency, theft, falsehood, and blasphemy. What a great labor lies before every Christian man to cleanse himself from all the impurity and corruption of the passions. The devil generally enters into us through one single lying imagination, or through a single false thought and sinful desire of the flesh, and afterwards he works in us and disturbs us, so incomplex is he. Cannot, therefore, the Lord of all spirits enter into us through one single thought, and through true and holy love, and abide with us, and be everything to us? and therefore pray undoubtingly. That is simply, in the simplicity of your heart, without a doubt. It ought to be as easy to pray as to think. Leave all human injustices to the Lord, for God is the judge. But as to yourself, be diligent in loving everybody with a pure heart, and remember that you yourself are a great sinner and in need of God's mercy. But in order to deserve God's mercy, we must forgive others in every way. So be it, so be it. The Lord is everything to all. He is the judge as well as the generous giver of gifts, and mercy and the cleansing from sins, and the light, the peace, the joy, and the strength of the heart. Grant, Lord, that I may ever love each of my neighbors as myself, and not be angry with them for any cause, and not serve the devil in this way. Grant that I may crucify my self-love, pride, covetousness, incredulity, and other passions. Let mutual love be our name. 
grant that we may believe and trust that the lord is everything to us all that we may not be careful nor anxious for anything that thou our god may truly be the sole god of our heart and nothing besides thee let there be union of love between us as there ought to be and let everything that divides us from each other and prevents us from loving one another be despised by us like the dust trampled under foot so be it so be it if god has given us himself if he abides in us and we in him according to his own true words then what will he not give me what will he spare for me of what will he deprive me how can he forsake me the lord is my shepherd therefore can i lack nothing shall he not with him also freely give us all things and therefore my soul be perfectly at rest and know nothing but love these things i command you that ye love one another end of section twenty five end of my life in christ extracts from the diary of st john of kronstadt translated by e e gulioff